With your host Connor Nolan, week seven upon us, and I'm telling you, this goes by fast. It's crazy. Already in mid-October, got some about a month and a half left until you know bowls start going. But plenty of college football keep betting on. Um, last week, two and four again, same as the week before, bringing our record to twenty-five eighteen overall. Still up nine units. Um, couple down weeks but we'll pick it back up uh do a quick recap of uh week six before diving into week seven uh preview um red river shootout texas came in minus five um back and forth in this one oklahoma took the lead late with under two minutes um got a touchdown down three score with 15 seconds left to win uh, now oklahoma coming off a bye um Coming into it by now, having a clear road to the college football playoff. Don't think they have really much left on their uh, schedule to worry about. So it's pretty much theirs to lose right now, surprisingly. But uh, Venable's got a good win out of here. Um, I think Texas, they had that game and they just blew it, unfortunately. But uh, <clears throat> I don't even think they would have covered anyway. They would have minus three. They wouldn't even cover that. Um Next game, so I lost one unit on that one. Next game was Wisconsin, uh, favorite 13 at home versus Rutgers. Should have, co- should have covered this one. Wisconsin with the ball late in their own territory, like about five minutes left to go. Um, was going for a first down and then fumbled it, gave it right back to Rutgers and their own in Wisconsin territory. Rutgers scores a touchdown for the Rutgers to cover, and that's all she wrote. Uh, Wimsett had an okay day, but still don't see it from this guy. Uh, still young, gaining experience, I'll give him that. But, I mean, I just don't see a – I don't know how he was rated a four-star recruit out of high school. It just – it needs to get better. I, I know Rutgers fans – have high hopes for this guy and I hope they're right honestly I do it's just I don't see it yet and I need to see more from this guy to be more confident in them I mean our defense is legit we should be taking advantage of this and we need a good offense simple as that but you're not going to be good in the Big Ten if you're just having one good side of the team it's just it doesn't happen Um, you'll win games but you definitely won't advance I mean isn't our goal to win the Big Ten, get to the college football playoff? I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking. I want to be one of those top teams. I want to make it to these things. And once they expand the college football playoff, it's going to be even more of a goal and more realistic. But uh, anyways, they, we lost that one. Rutgers covered. Uh, good teams win, great teams cover. That's what we'll always go by for Rutgers. But uh, lost one unit on that one. Uh, next one was uh, NC State, uh, minus six and a half versus Marshall. 
high scoring game in this one, which I did not expect, but NC State covered uh, final score 48 41. You just don't see it really at home for the Wolfpack. Uh, usually play tough defense at home and seeing a Conference USA team go in there and actually put up a lot. I mean, Marshall's not a bad team this year. They're pretty good. But uh, wasn't ex- wasn't expecting that high scoring of a game. But n- nevertheless, we covered that one. Uh, next one game was Washington State plus three and a half uh, at UCLA. Uh, Wazoo led at halftime 10-9. But this UCLA defense uh, held Cam Ward and didn't let him do much of anything. Um, UCLA defense may be good this year, but you know, let's see how they play away from home. Uh, they did play well against Utah, their defense, but like honestly, Utah's offense is just trash. So wasn't expecting too too much, but now they roll into uh, Corvallis, taking on Oregon State, and we'll see how they fare. And that one should be a really good game. Uh, Bama minus two versus Texas A and M. Millroll actually had a good game, throwing three TDs over three hundred yards. Just shows where A and M secondary really is. Uh, so honestly, what uh, Bama needed got the win on this one. They covered a uh, good game for Bama overall. Honestly, played away from home at College Station, so give them credit. Uh, I think they won a couple good games in a row now. So, well, maybe they're on a roll. Maybe they figured it out. But uh, got a win on that one. Uh, finale for that Saturday night was Fresno State minus five and a half at Wyoming. Mm, always tough to play in Laramie. Um, Wyoming won this one outright. Uh, starting quarterback for Fresno State went down late, but, I mean, Wyoming was still beating them pretty well, good. Um, Fresno State was making a late-game comeback, but just not enough. Uh, Wyoming took that and gave us the loss. So, again, 2-4 and four this week, uh, 25-18 record and still up nine units. A uh, couple down weeks, but, again... Let's pick it back up. All right, heading into week seven. Go ahead into Friday Night Lights. Stanford at Colorado Buffs. Uh, Colorado coming off a tough win versus Sun Devils, Arizona State, and now coming into this one on their home field on Friday Night Lights. Uh, probably time looking for a good win here and get the truce back up. Uh, both defenses stink, and lucky for Colorado, Stanford's offense stinks too. Uh, however, Colorado has a top 10 passing offense in the league, and Stanford ranks pretty much last, 130th uh, against the pass defense. Uh, so I imagine Sanders should be having quite the game on Friday night. Um, Travis Hunter for Colorado is likely to be out again this week, but I honestly don't think it will matter in this one. Uh, Stanford has gotten blown out away from home in almost every game except Hawaii, and, and Hawaii is just absolutely awful this year too. Um just think people may think the hype is over for this Colorado team, and I just don't think that's the case. Uh, I think they're going to have a good crowd Friday nights. Uh, expect a high-scoring one from the Buffs on this one. That's why I think they're actually going to cover this line. I just don't think Stanford is going to put up the points like Colorado will in this one. So I'm going to go I'm gonna Colorado. I'm going to take the Buffs on Friday night for one unit, minus 11.5. Uh, next game... Uh, Iowa State at Cincinnati. Cincinnati coming as uh, minus five point home favorites. Um, Cincinnati, I mean, they're looking. They see this game and they're seeing, uh, you know, their first Big Twelve win uh, in history coming up to them. And uh, Iowa State, quite the different team from uh, at home as opposed to away. 
All losses have been away and one home loss to Iowa. Uh, bottom line is this team does not play well on the road. Uh, now traveling at Cincinnati, it will be a, quite a challenge. Cincinnati does get a good crowd, too, at their games. I mean, they do usually sell out. Um, I honestly don't see Iowa scoring much in this game. Cincinnati's defense is good this season. Um, they held Oklahoma to 20 points and actually kept them in the game. If their offense wasn't as wasn't as terrible as it usually has been playing, um, you know, Oklahoma's defense is good, too. They got Venables uh, coaching them, so they, they're learning a thing or two over there. But uh, now they're going up against another inept offense in Iowa State, so it's pretty much perfect for Cincinnati. Uh, Bearcats have been playing well these last couple games, and I think they just, you know, and they traveled to Provo a couple weeks ago as a one-score game, and, you know, they kept it close. Uh, you know, I think they're just flirting with their first Big 12 win and can see this one in their sights. I'm taking the Bearcats here for uh, two units, actually, minus five. Oregon at Washington. You know, this is pretty much the marquee game of the week. There's a few good games, actually, out there. I mean, it's going to be a nice Saturday. Uh, going to be raining up here in Jersey, so not much to do. Going to be watching uh, football all day. But a uh, great 12, great Pac-12 matchup. Uh, Washington five, favored by three. Um, on ABC, 3.30 on Saturday. It will be an early one over at the West Coast, 12.30 game. But 5-0 Ducks taking off 5-0 Huskies in Seattle. Uh, two... Heisman candidates going at it and what I consider to be the best conference this season, the Pac-12. Uh, both teams with top 10 passing offenses with, uh, behind Bo Nix and Penix Jr. Uh, leading squads and looking like powerhouses, honestly. Um, Pac-12, a strong offense, not many easy games through here on out for both teams. Um, I honestly wish this was the night game and get more electric atmosphere, but still a tough place to play um, at the Huskies. Uh, let's not forget Oregon is a different team and Bo Nix is a different player away from home. I know this is the same song and dance everybody's been saying this week, but it, there's a reason people say it. Um, a lot of people are on the Oregon Ducks. Um, they think Bo Nix maybe changed, you know, but I don't know. This guy struggles on the road in big games. Uh, they almost lost to Texas Tech earlier this year. Pretty much should have lost them. Um, wasn't for a 21-point fourth quarter from the Ducks to get the win. But now traveling to Seattle, taking on another undefeated foe who are crushing themselves. At cr I mean, cruising. And will be the toughest test thus far. Uh, honestly, I don't see it here for the Ducks and Knicks. Uh, let's not forget this kid was at Auburn and struggled there every game away from home, going against SEC opponents that were actually legit. Now you got a Pac-12 conference that's actually legit. Not as good defenses at Washington, but I mean you're going you're going against a conference opponent and what's pretty much, you know, what college football playoffs at stake. So it's definitely high stakes. Everybody knows it on each side. This is gonna be a battle for both of them. Um Husky team is tough, looking to make a name for themselves in this one. I mean, these two seasons in a row, they've been looking good, and they, they want to make a name for themselves. Uh, looked a little shaky last week against uh, the Wildcats, Arizona, but definitely look at spot for them. Looking at this week, a lot more focus this week, and we'll need to be sharp, honestly. But uh, Oregon coming off a bye week last week, which scares me a tad, but I'm still going to go with the Huskies for one unit. I was thinking about making this a two-unit game. Honestly, I do like the Huskies. I think they're good this year. 
I think they can make it happen. But uh, we're going to keep it one unit for now. Maybe I'll change my mind on Saturday. We'll see how things go. But uh, one unit on Washington, minus three for one unit. Um, Mizzou at Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky coming in as two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Mizzou traveling Kentucky, coming off an ass-whooping to Georgia. Um, and wasn't expecting much from Kentucky. They haven't played against a tough opponent yet. And uh, suck away from home. Uh, has been becoming a recurring theme here, talking about how teams fare away from versus being at home. Uh, becomes a huge factor for some of these teams. And I think Kentucky and Mizzou fall in the category as well. Both teams very strong on their home field, but far weaker when traveling. Um, you know, these teams aren't like powerhouses. A lot of them are on the same level. And that home field advantage could make a big difference for both these teams coming in. And, uh, you know, advantage home team. Um, Mizzou has only played one away game so far this year. And now traveling Kentucky, coming off a tough game, a tough loss, home loss to LSU, almost giving up a 50 spot will be tough to bounce back from. These guys are tired. They wanted that game. And now they're, they're pretty much down. Uh, I do think Missouri has the better quarterback in Cook. Has been having a good season so far this year, but now traveling away, going against a decent defense, is going to be a tough test. Uh, probably the best defense he's faced this far. Um, not the biggest fan of Devin Leary's quarterback, you know, quarterback for Kentucky, but he doesn't make many mistakes. So I'll give him that. Um, he just doesn't. He just doesn't throw the ball downfield. He's not that good. He's he's. You know, he's whatever. NC, he was at NC State last year. Really should have had a big year, but he didn't even do really much of anything. Um, so I think they'll be looking to use their running back, Ray Davis, a lot in this spot. Um, should open up the passing game slightly for Leary, hopefully, if they get it going. But biggest thing will be for Kentucky is uh, control of the time possession and keeping the ball out of Missouri's hands. Um, I'm going to take Kentucky here because I think the home field advantage is definitely a big part of this one. And... I think they'll get the win and cover that two-and-a-half-point spread. For uh, I'm going to take them for one unit. Uh, UCLA at Oregon State, minus three-and-a-half. UCLA coming off a nice one against Washington State at home. Tight one, but this UCLA defense keeps them in it each time and keeps opponents scoring yardage to a minimum. I uh, feel like you don't see this much from a Chip Kelly team, but... Uh, Another team on the road traveling one of the better defenses in the Pac-12 in Oregon State uh, probably would be between Utah and Oregon State, I think, and maybe even UCLA. They've they've had a good year so far, but uh, we saw how quarterback more freshman quarterback for UCLA more did against Utah, and it was a struggle the entire game. Um, not one bit of offense from either side in that one. Um, not like the Beavers are producing much on offense with DJ Ugalele is not he, he hasn't had a good year either. Um, I expect the Beavers to stick to a heavy run game and try to open things up for DJ, but a lot of run plays leads to a lot of time off the clock and long drives. Um, both defense keep long, have a place on them as well. Uh, total here is at 54, which I think is high for both these tough defense going at it. Uh, I'm going to take the under here for one unit. I just think it's a good play. Uh, also, I have an additional play on this one. I'm going to take one of the teams here. Um, I can't rely on the freshman quarterback more here away from home. Especially watching what he did against Utah it was just an absolute travesty. It was not good. Um, numbers drastically decreased when traveling, and Oregon State is a good football team. They got a good defense. Um, he's a freshman. He's still gaining experience. But uh, seeing this line at three and a half, I'm going to buy that point down to minus three, 
And I'm going to take the Bs as well so for one unit. So taking both the under 54 and Oregon State um, minus three for one unit. Uh, those are my favorite plays, actually, so far. I'm thinking about doing San Diego State. They're traveling to Hawaii for that late night one plus five and a half. I just don't think Hawaii is very good this year. I mean, the whole Mountain West is not good. But San Diego State's been showing some promise, I'd say. I mean, they've been looking all right. Um, it's hard to say, honestly, just because traveling to the Big Island on Saturday, it's never easy going against these teams. Hawaii, that is. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. That's that's probably something on uh, Saturday. I'm gonna have to decide honestly. Uh, a couple other good matchups we have: um, Tennessee at home taking on Texas A&M. That should be a good one, honestly. Texas A&M coming off that tough loss to Bama at home, but I don't know. My, minus three for Tennessee just seems a little fishy. I think after what Milrow did to this. Uh, Secondary, I think Millen might have a good uh, shot of tearing it up too for uh, Tennessee, but we'll keep an eye out on that one. That seems a little, a little, a little fishy. But a couple of night games too. Got a few games. Um, USC at Notre Dame. I mean, this line's just weird too. Notre Dame minus two and a half. Um, so it's a little cold and rainy for USC. Maybe not to their liking. I don't know. I just can't touch this one after watching Notre Dame the last few weeks. They might just be. Tired, needing a buy, needing, you know, they've played since week zero, haven't had an off week. Um, you know, I just can't, I can't get behind them. It's just a little, little dicey on that. Um, and Wyoming at Air Force is actually a good one. I mean, Air Force is favored by minus 11. You know, Wyoming, different team away from Laramie, so... Not touching that one, but just some games to keep an eye on. Miami traveling to UNC. I think that should be a good one. Miami should, I mean, both should have been 5-0 teams playing against each other if uh, Cristobal wasn't an idiot and um, just knelt. Just took a knee and didn't run the ball and fumbled and then lose the game. Um, just an absolute travesty. Um, absolutely terrible. <laughs> so I'll know if ands, or buts about that. But, uh yeah, I think that's what my plays are going to be so far. But tune in tomorrow. I'll, uh, I'll post them on uh, Twitter, at CMeds11. Sorry for the late-night post. Passed, passed out last night watching the uh, Phillies game. Um, but nonetheless, recap of the picks for their Week 7. Uh, Colorado, minus 11.5 Friday night for one unit. Cincinnati, minus 5 for two units. Oregon, or Washington, minus 3 for one unit. Kentucky, minus two and a half for one unit, and then Oregon State, minus three, and the under 54 in that game for one unit. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. Tune in uh, next week, week eight. Uh, subscribe, unsubscribe, give me a like, whatever you got to do. Subscribe again. Don't forget that part if you unsubscribe. And then, um, you know, leave a comment on Twitter or something. I'll respond to you. We'll get it going. Any kind of debate, if you want to trash my picks, if you want to praise them, whatever we got to do. But, uh Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks.